Hello, and welcome to another edition of IDS Talks. My name is Hunter McMahon, and I'm the COO of IDS. And today we are joined by our very own Bobby Williams, a director at IDS. We're going to be talking about all things lawyers have heart. No, we're not being cheeky with lawyers have heart. They actually do have hearts. In fact, it's a very important part of your body, isn't it, Bobby? You know, I've been working, Hunter, with lawyers for about 23 years, and I have found that they do all have hearts. Anatomically, they have hearts. <laughs> they could not function without physically having hearts. So. There we go. So anatomically, it's true. Philosophically, we can take that on for a different conversation. <laughs> um, but Bobby, you know, I, I know that we've been long supporters of it, and I've been involved, but you've recently really increased your involvement with Lawyers Have Heart and the cause behind it. Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, well, uh, there were some past members of the executive leadership team and current members of the executive leadership team who all thought it would be a good idea for me to increase my involvement with the movement. So I officially became a member of the executive leadership team end of last year to help the organization and those who facilitate all of the logistical functions of the race to spread the word, to get more people involved, to help raise money for research and survivor support and all the things, you know, a lot of people don't know, Hunter, you and I have talked about this, but a lot of people don't know that, you know, heart disease is still the number one killer in our country. So the more we can get doctors and scientists researching it uh, and get more funds dedicated to helping people, the more lives we can literally save. Now we know lawyers have harder, at least the way we're involved is a local race in DC uh, that has a fundraising component, but also an awesome event. And you recently participated in that event. Now, I know historically there have been some pink tutus involved. I don't think there were this year, but uh, how did the event itself go? Uh, the, event, the event went really well this year. There was a turnout of about 4,000 people in person. And then there was also a large participation contingent from virtual participants. Uh, this year, I think what was really awesome is the event has raised and by the way, fundraising is still going on so you can give until june 30th uh, for this particular time frame but we're close to 1.5 million dollars i think that's the most that this race has ever generated so a lot of success a lot more people are going to get helped 4000 people's good I think we can go to 10,000 people, though. The venue was excellent this year. We ran in West Potomac Park, a lot of space, a lot of activities. The only thing missing was, you know, a few more thousand people. Just a few more thousand. We'll uh, yeah. we'll see what we can do to impact that next year. Yeah. So a, a lot of money raised, a, a very important cause. But what exactly is this helping support? Well, I... Hunter, you're aware of this. Some other people are aware of this. Uh, I have a very personal connection with heart disease and the impacts that it has, the impact it can have on not just individuals, but their families. Um, when I was 10 years old, my mom had open heart, my mom had open heart surgery. And this was after her having a lifetime of issues with 
her heart. She had rheumatic fever when she was a kid. Some people escape rheumatic fever with no consequences. And she ended up having a hole in her heart. It, uh, it affected the way her heart functioned throughout her adolescence. And she lived a relatively healthy life, but eventually her mitral valve failed and she had to have a mitral valve replacement when I was 10 years old. After she had that surgery, uh, she again lived a relatively healthy life, but she was constantly fighting this calibration battle with blood thinners for the rest of her life. And, you know, there were things that she tried to do on her own to try to keep things calibrated. She did some research. She's had some access to information. We weren't wealthy people. So it's not like we had the most phenomenal healthcare in the world. But I often wonder how things might have been different if she had more access to information and resources and support. And that's why this race is important to me, because, you know, I want other people to not have to wonder how a family member may have been positively impact or how the story of a family member or a family could have been different if they just had a little bit more access to information or if the research had gotten a little bit farther because it got a little bit more funding. Um, and I think there's like, as we talked about earlier, it's the number, like heart disease is like the number one killer in our country. So there's so many people dealing with this. There's so many families who are impacted by it. Um, and I think that's why the race is important, because it puts a lighthearted and fun event around a really meaningful cause and has a lot of us actually doing an activity <laughs> that helps your heart health. Some of us are running. Some of us are walking, but everybody's participating, either giving their time or giving their money or both. Now, we I mean, as expert, you know, research is extremely important, but only part of the equation and knowing how to respond. And I remember some of our early involvement, it was very keen on teaching more and more people basic CPR, basic life saving measures to where when you're out and about, if you're in a scenario where you can help somebody, how important that is, because timing is such a it, it is such a critical component to survival uh, of any kind of heart um, uh, accident or, or incident that happens. And so I know a big part of American Heart Association is not just the the formal research and the studies and access to information, but it's also helping everybody be a first responder of sorts, is it not? Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of the chairs of the executive leadership committee, uh, John Harity, he's a really good example, a relatively healthy guy, really physically competitive guy, had a widow maker heart attack, came out of nowhere, still doesn't fully understand why he had that heart attack. But what he had uh, at the time he had the heart attack was a bunch of people around him scrambling to make sure he got the support that he needed at that time. And he's still here during the race, learned about another young lady um, who spoke at the race after it was all over and we're selling celebrating finishing the race. She told us about SCAD, which I, I had no idea what SCAD was or that it existed. Apparently, uh, it's a heart attack that's brought on by a combination of hormones and stress. And 95% of the victims of SCAD are women. And um, she had a very similar situation. She started having these symptoms. And because she was able to describe the symptoms to someone who uh, understood what was happening, she was able to get 
help right away, get assistance right away. And now she's still around to tell her story. So Hunter, you're absolutely right. It's not just all about the research that's getting done, but also about how are we informing ourselves so that we can be heart healthy, but we can also know what to look for and be more informed about you know, if somebody's dealing with something, what is it that we're seeing and how can we help them get the acute care that they need in that moment? It takes a village, right? Yes, sir. So, so this year the race is coming gone. I'm sure your work is not done. Uh, you're already, we, ha- we had a conversation the other day about getting ready for next year. How do, how do folks get involved? How do we help support the cause? Well, one thing you can definitely do is still go to American Heart Association's website. Um, and you can definitely look me up on LinkedIn, Bobby R. Williams Jr. on LinkedIn. And I'm definitely happy to answer any questions about the race, upcoming, past, future, ways that you can get involved, ways that you can give. Um, but I think that's the best thing you can do is just reach out and see how you can participate um, and definitely be ready to join my team next year because <laughs> um, I'm going to keep at it. I think this is a very important issue. Uh, and thanks to you, Hunter, because I think you, when you came to our organization, your involvement with this race really brought it to my attention and it gave me an area of specific focus with something that I, I wanted to be more supportive of. Um, and I'm, I'm trying to be that for other people, what you are for our organization. I appreciate that, Bobby, but I, I expect to see, get my save the date soon. You know, my calendar, it gets crazy. So we get, we got to plan these things, uh, yes, sir. but I look forward to, I look forward to building up to it though. All of the initiatives going to it or going towards it, you know, the different month, uh, the themes during the months, you know, move more and eat healthy and those type of things that it, it all is, it's not just one thing. It's not just one event. It is a lifestyle and a, a, an awareness that we can drive all year. Yeah. I mean, I, I was really happy that at this year's Lawyers Have Heart, I beat my time by 30 seconds from nice. last year. And that I was able to beat my time, not because I ran faster in this race, but because I've been living more healthy throughout the year between races. Uh, and I think that's the message. The message is Let's encourage one another to live a more healthy lifestyle. It doesn't have to be running just like with the race in real life. Walking is one of the most healthy activities you can engage in. A light workout in the morning and a walk after dinner will work wonders for your heart health, your physical fitness, how much subcutaneous fat you're burning in your body. But, you know, we have to talk about it with each other and we have to make healthiness like more of a cultural staple, I think in our everyday lives. I I have found some recent uh, great meetings that I've had where, you know, I offer up dinner or lunch or a run and I've had several folks take me up on a run, which has been awesome. It's a great way to get to know somebody, but you also get a great conversation without the distraction of electronics and, you know, a meal coming and going and all that, that I think that, you know, the more that we can incorporate it into the different aspects of our lives, the better you and I have gone on plenty of walk meetings, yeah. uh, both virtually get outside and talk while on the phone mm-hmm. away from the screens, but also in person when I'm in DC or you're down in Atlanta, you, you mm-hmm. have been coming here just as much. Yes, yes. And and if we were to have a run meeting, uh, it may still need to be, even if we're in person together, we may still need to 
have it virtual because your run pace is quite a bit faster than mine. <laughs> so. I assure you I have slowed. So <laughs> we, uh, but you know, Bobby, thanks for joining us today. And to our listeners, if you'd like to learn more about IDS or subscribe, you can go to IDSINC.com or wherever you normally get your podcast from again. Thanks for joining us. And we look forward to the next edition of IDS talks. Awesome. Thanks for having me. And thanks for doing this on this topic specifically, Hunter. Thanks, Bobby.